Hey roomies, this is Dylan Marshall. I'm sitting here at 11.25 at night on June 1st, and I wanted to, usually we have the intro music here, but I wanted to tell you guys that this episode's going to be a little bit different than normal, um, reflecting some of the seriousness that's hitting the world right now. And some of the situations we are in. This episode might not be as comedic as normal. Um, we will start with 8 minutes and 46 seconds of silence. Uh, and that is in honor of one of the major injustices in America right now. And in honor of George Floyd and um, the racism that's taken place in our country and just overwhelmingly rampant. Uh, as a Christian, I believe that God created everyone and that there's no one that is not created in God's image and doesn't should be treated as lower than another so I think it's important that we keep this dialogue going and I wanted to bring it into the podcast so that will start just shortly and then the intro will happen and we'll see how this more chill episode goes thank you guys for listening and we will start now.
welcome to the podcast. My name is Dylan Marshall. I run the shinding. And you will notice that I am all alone. Yes, Noah and Sean were just a little busy to this week, and so you guys are stuck with me. Because of the lack of uh, co-hosts, the plans I had for this episode uh, will not work, and so this is like a big improv class for me. We'll see how it goes. Uh, It's been a long time. sit and think about why we run a podcast. And so, thinking out loud to myself in a lone room, because my co-hosts abandoned me, I think I will tell you the history of Room 107. So when, when you start a podcast, it's not just something you just do. Um, it's not something I ever thought I would do. I was all I've always been into media and YouTube and podcasts and music and uh, even like TV shows and news and movies. I've always enjoyed production of those, and watching them, and then, you know, I'm a little artistic myself, but I never thought I'd be putting out media onto the internet for people to listen to, but as I uh, took classes in high school, and took electives, and took computers, I always found myself loving when we had to do media projects. In fact, my YouTube channel, the only one uh, I have, is full of those little student videos you make for health class where uh, I think the one that we made was safety of the bicycle, how to ride a bicycle safely, you know, our book trailers. Um, uh, my book was on Moby Dick, and so I edited together all these movie clips so there'd be a trailer for the book Moby Dick. and. Um, different church promos, and just different fun little things. I always enjoyed making those and showing them off to my uh, peers. And so that went through high school, and as I went through high school, I picked out a college, and I picked out Boise Bible College. Arriving on the Boise Bible College campus, uh, I was assigned... Three roommates, four with me, uh, Hayden, Crane, James Hall, and Noah Price. And they were really cool dudes, and I really liked them. Another important thing that happened at BBC is I joined the media committee. Because I liked making media and sharing 
that with people. And so, you know, that was fun. Um, was going great. It was getting along. But I, I became really close with... Well, I shared a bunk with Noah, so I was pretty close with Noah. And I watched him, uh, he was on the top bunk, I was on the bottom bunk. And I'd sit in my bed and I'd watch him play video games and different things, and we'd talk. So we had a pretty good friendship, but I really bonded with Hayden Crane. Uh, and you guys know Hayden, and... About midway through the year, uh, Hayden and I were joking... We were watching a movie and somebody had said something like, Hey, did you know Spy Kids 3 was the first 3D movie? And I was like, there is no way that's true. There had to be 3D before then. We looked it up and it was like that. We had the idea, how many facts do we get that it's just that? It's just, hey, I heard this one time and now I'm presenting it as fact. And so we joked about making a podcast called 107 Alternative Facts or whatever. It was just supposed to be just a bunch of our little ideas of, hey, this is that, and here it is, and just, you know, basically promoting fake news. We'd take some silly idea and we'd say it as fact. And you can see that in some of our early 107 episodes um, as we, like, try to sell... uh, Spider-Man as a Lizzie McGuire movie and stuff like that. It's just silly stuff that we came up with and or when we take ratings of famous movies and make pretend like they're ratings for our podcast. Just what we call not 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 exactly false facts, but alternative facts, ones that might exist in another universe or whatever. And that was fun. That was just an idea at the time. It wasn't until, like, I don't know, midway through the year, it seemed like our room was, like, always together and always hanging out at the beginning of the year. But as we started taking classes and uh, we got jobs and different stuff, we kind of became divided. And we kind of were growing apart. And so for part part of my little master plan into keeping the room together and keeping to hang out with these guys I like was I'm like okay let's make a podcast oh let's do something together I don't think it was exactly a podcast at the time it was like let's do something together that will make us have to come together for one night and hang out together no girls no class no homework whatever just us together and somehow through the conversation with Hayden about alternative facts him and I decided you know what Let's just record an hour of us just speaking random crap. And Hayden and I sat down to record because he, he's a music guy. He had uh, a microphone and some stuff. And I think at this time we'd already done like some Snapchat videos where we would like read books and stuff. So we we're just going to do that. We we're just going to read books, you know, and just put it out there and see what it was. Uh, but Noah came in, and Noah's like, hey, I am invading this, and this is going to be my thing too, and I will sit here in protest, and I will be here. <laughs> and so we opened him, we welcomed him with open arms, we're like, alright, Noah, you can be here, but this isn't your thing. 
now, as you guys know, because you guys have the power of foreknowledge and history, you know it very much is his thing. And so we did our first episode, and we we realized how hard it is to make a podcast, and how hard it is to uh, find a place to put it. Uh, Hayden did a ton of research, and we ended up on SoundCloud to start with. If you listen to our ad, that's why we have a little little nudge to SoundCloud, because SoundCloud only let us put up, I think, like an hour of content and then we had to delete whatever content we had and post new hour and so literally we were like a podcast but we had no past episodes it was just whatever the episode was for the week we had up and as we went into the next semester um james moved out of our room and sean boy sean moved in and we added in other guests of our friends and stuff we you know we had a grand old time uh, and it was good, but as the podcast went on, I mean, we'd, we'd go through our fervor. We'd be like, yeah, this is awesome. This is cool. It's fun. And then it'd be days where it wasn't fun. And you can tell when you look at the episodes and there are days where we record an episode, even though we were fighting and there was days when we were fighting and we didn't record an episode. It was weird. But as time went on and college went on, um, the next year, we we were silent for the whole summer. We found uh, Anchor, which is what we record our podcasts on now, and uh, they will they are awesome. They let you record podcasts for free and post all as many episodes as you can. It was no longer just one episode a week, and it was only that episode you could hear. And, you know, we were becoming like big stuff, you know, the college campus was hearing about it, you know, we were getting our friends, we were promoting it to, uh, anyone we could talk to, and, you know, selling ourselves out, but, uh, the podcast, you know, it was, it was good, but as we went into the next year, Sean decided he wasn't gonna stay in the dorms anymore, that he, he's actually a local to Boise, and so he's, he was gonna live at his house, and so we lost Sean, and they didn't give us a new roommate, so it was me, Hayden, and Noah again. And uh, we did some episodes, and, you know, it was still, you know, off and on. And then Hayden started uh, fizzling out. He ended up getting an apartment, and uh, um, he, he lived at home for a little while, and then... Um, got an apartment and kind of fizzled out and it was Noah and I and Noah and I did do our best at the start you know we Hayden was kind of our editor guy and I mean he got mad at us a lot of times because we didn't know anything about sound but over the summer Noah started a YouTube channel and so he started knowing how to edit things and how to make things sound nice and he's teaching me still I don't understand it all and so with Noah on, De- well, at the time it was Deku Scrub Gaming, now it's Hero Scrub Gaming. He was able to help out a lot, and, you know, Noah's uh, also into art. And so we started recording episodes again. We took, a, we took a big break, and we probably got to the pinnacle 
my thing. Um, I still this next year I was I was head of media committee, um, making videos and stuff, and we 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 were just having a lot of fun. But uh, as I got more and more brave and you know got onto the podcast and figured out who I was and what I liked to do. I noticed I really liked, uh, you know, talking with people and being this voice that connects people. And so the school offered to let me uh, be the host or MC of the school's talent show in Christmas Bash. Um, it was a, it's a, we call it Christmas Bash, it's a talent show around Christmas time. And they let me and another gal MC it. And so through that, I was able to, you know, get more of that creativity out as an MC that way. As a, I wouldn't call myself a, a online personality or radio personnel, but you know, I'm a character on the podcast. Character. Um, if you watch the ones that we have a video on on our YouTube channel. We've done a couple Zoom episodes, and we have the audio on here. But, you know, I play a character on the pocket. Like, like, it's not totally fake. It's just my personality amped up to 110%. And I enjoy playing that character. And I think it's funny. Some people don't think it's funny. But, you know, being that way. Bringing that energy. And so I was able to do that through this emceeing and through a couple different things. And we actually, we got to do a... I'm doing air quotes live show that night uh, Noah Sean and I and we got to bring the 107 uh, I think it's on here I think it's on one like a field trip episode or something I think it's called go outside and see some stuff but it's 107 live and we recorded it in front of the live studio audience and um, it's like it was like five minutes because it was supposed to be like a talent show act but it was fun and as things went on, you know, Sean started being in more of them. Um, and then work got... Sean's a working man, man. He, you know, we had to find areas where Sean could be on that he wasn't at work. And Daniel, Daniel, bless his heart, you know, would come in from wherever. And he would join us and Matthew Hinkle and uh, Jay and CJ and... Uh, Josh Anderson would all be on and help us out, you know, as we would be missing different uh, hosts and guests. And it, you know, our, it started expanding. We, we got stickers and shirts and we, another air quote, sold them. And we have a Teespring account, you know, we, we're, we, we're acting like we're this big thing, even though we're not. And it's just, it's a lot of fun. But uh, with um, COVID-19 and everything, we had to move out of the dorms. And so I thought we were going on hiatus for the summer, you know, join back up uh, next year uh, at the school year. But Sean had the idea to do Zoom calls. And so we've been doing Zoom episodes. I think we have like four recorded. Uh, this week was supposed to be the fifth, but they were busy. So we'll do the fifth next week. And you know, things are just going good. When you look back on our timeline and, and 
this is all off the top of my head, so not every story is 100% correct or from the right point of view, and uh, there's probably some bias that I'm putting in them. But when you look back, you can see that we started out, you know, and we've kept that this is just a podcast for us as friends to, you know, stay together and have this time specific hour that we can just be together and, you know, goof off and, you know, have fun, be friends. And, you know, if anyone gets a kick out of that, if anyone thinks we're funny, even though we're definitely not, it's fun to have them on, you know, and it's fun to pretend when I was a kid, my dad would always pretend with me that we were uh, baseball hosts and radio announcers or that we were the um, announcers for basketball or race racetrack. He he was pit crew on the racetrack, and so we, we'd watch and we'd pretend like we were announcing the different cars and stuff. It's just, it's just fun. But if anyone, you know, finds that funny, it's, you know, cool. Glad we could be a part of bringing joy. That's the biggest goal besides just keeping us as friends together and, you know, having this time to hang out is to bring joy to others. And that's the history right now I can think of the podcast. It ate up about 20 minutes of my time. I don't know what I'm going to do for the other 40 minutes, but we'll find out together. Maybe something. What else can I talk about? What else has happened recently? I'm just going to talk to you like you're my best friend and you can just listen, you know? I'll pretend like you said, hey, how's your day? You know, I'm, I'm curious about what, what you're thinking about this. And I'll, I'll just answer the questions right now. So. Alright. Yeah, so today, today was a good day. I got up. I slept in until about 10. It was nice. Because yesterday we had church and with COVID-19, church has been extra interesting. Um, helping my dad run it. And make sure the video is good. But yeah, we got to sleep in. And I got up. And I went to my grandma's house. And I helped her out with some stuff. Um, and then we, we took a car ride out to Twin Falls, Idaho. And we actually got to hang out and see different things of where I grew up. I grew up in Buell, which is right around Twin um, and we just took, you know, a day trip out there with the family. Yeah, I got to see the church that my dad worked at when we were down there. We went by our old house and the park I played at. I remembered, um, whenever I play, and I've done this so much I can't do it anymore. Whenever I play uh, Two Truths and One Lie, either for youth group or for social gatherings or whatever, I always say I, break into, I broke into churches that's because my dad's been in ministry all my life. But when we were at the Buell Church, I was a young tot. 
and my dad was um, the youth minister. And my dad, like me, would lose things really easy or forget stuff. And so he'd lose his keys or forget his keys. And I, being the young, small, young lad I was, would be the person that would have to break in to open the door because he left his keys at home. What there was, was there's a little, you know, mail slot about the size of a, a small Amazon package. Uh, when we were there, uh, we measured it, and I don't think I could even fit my much more than my head through it, but as a small, slender, four-year-old boy, I was able to, you know, put my... My dad was able to shove me in there, put my feet in it, and pop me on through. And I'd open the door for him. <laughs> That's one of the... I don't really... I have that memory, but it's also very foggy because I was really young. Other memories I have is the park has a swimming pool. I remember walking from my house to the swimming pool or from a friend's house to the swimming pool in the park. And I remembered... Uh, my mom had a, a pussy willow tree, which is this little plant that hangs down. Um, I remember I'd get to the top of the stairs. We only had like a three-step porch. And I'd grab the branches of the tree and I'd try to swing like Tarzan off it. I'd break them off. And my mom would yell at me. I remember I had a tree house in the backyard that had a good slide on it. And... I was I wasn't always allowed to play in the backyard because we had a a mean dog next door and he would like charge the fence and stuff and my mom was worried. Um, and so that was a thing. But yeah, it was nice to go to the, you know, go to my the town I I grew up in. I grew I was born in Ontario and was in Vail for a little while, but I spent you know three or four years in Buell, Idaho. I don't remember much of it, but it was home. But yeah, we got to go and we got to see all that again. And brought back some memories. And we met with uh, both sets of grandparents. Both my mom's mom and dad and my dad's mom and dad who live out there. We got to talk with them, which is such a blessing even during this time. And I don't know what you guys are doing with COVID-19, but it seems like Idaho is pretty pretty opened up and people are still social distancing and when we go places where we wear masks or you know keep our distance but it was such a blessing to be able to see family and friends and stuff and we drove home and that was the day you know we spent the whole day out there it's by the time we got back to Vail it was like 11 30 and I started this podcast real quick because I'm like, oh no, I gotta get something out, you know. For continuity, for weekly, man, we, we're already a couple days off. Usually I upload on Friday, Saturday. And it's uh, almost Tuesday. And so I thought I'd get one out. I thought it would be a lot more chill, you know. <laughs> Life in quarantine has been weird.
because like I long to see people and uh, you know I crave human like contact and like be able to look in someone's eye and talk to them and Zoom's helped and well Zoom Zoom school was oh it was such a pain but we got through it but Zoom's helped with friends and stuff but I also find myself hermiting myself instead of texting my friends from the Bible college and from college and you know that I had friends I had in high school I find myself just hanging out with family with my sisters and almost isolating myself from anyone that's not you know in the household or that I can see face to face and it's been hard it's been weird um I've been on Facebook a lot more I was never I've never ever been a social media person if you look at my Twitter or my Facebook um You'd see that there's a lot of, like, things that just say, like, the letter K and then period. And for a long time, that was just because I had a phone that would, when I put it in my pocket, I'd either forget to turn it off or whatever. Instead of pocket dialing people, like, a normal phone, uh, back in the day, it would post to my Facebook or post to my Twitter just the letter K. And so, that was like, but if you look, like, those are the only posts I have. I have a couple more posts on Facebook now, most of them are shares, but I don't usually, you know, I'm not a big social media type person, I don't like, you know, sharing everything that's going on totally, which, it's weird because I'm doing a podcast where I'm sharing that right now, but, I don't know, I've been on Facebook a lot, I've, I've seen both the positives and negatives of that, I've watched a lot of TV, not, well, yes and no. I find myself, like, electing to do paperwork anymore. Um, I am a representative of Boise Bible College, and so I will do, um, some traveling once some more of this, uh, virus clears up, and I will go to different camps and different churches, and I will tell people about the college and, you know, tell them my story and, where I came from and how I got to the Bible college and how, what my experience has been like, you know, just a basic representative, representative job. Um, but because I'm going to camps and different stuff, I, you know, there's registration forms and you have to contact people and fill out, you know, where you're there, how long you're staying and different things and find hotels and different stuff. And I've never been a paperwork person, but with my days that's what I've been doing man and writing different things the other thing I've been doing is finding uh, ideas for podcasts and I had this whole week I had this one planned out man it was all planned out and then Noah and Sean couldn't make it but that's okay we'll roll it over next week and maybe I'll even revise some of it but yeah I spend a lot of my day on that and helping out my grandparents mowing their lawn or cleaning the house I help my parents do the same thing uh, building I like um, we built a hammock stand or um, different stuff planted flowers 
lot of stuff I do uh, recently is writing devotions or communion thoughts or offering thoughts or little sermon or devotions for the church because right now under quarantine we can only have 20 people 20 25 25 people live in service and so um it takes a person to run the camera and run the make sure the stream's going well to those other people and um my dad right now has to do it all so i help him with it and try to find new ways to um do it easier and do it well you know boost our production quality and i do that for the podcast but i don't know it's it's been weird I find myself looking forward to, on Thursdays I have a Zoom training with camp reps, and on Fridays usually I meet with a professor and another student that, you know, we get to hang out, and on Saturday slash Friday I meet with Noah and Sean and we record, but like, there's not a lot of structure in my weeks, and so I look for those things on Sundays in Milan, I'm like trying to structure myself. Because everything's so different. And we don't know when it's going to go back to a normal or even if it will go back to a normal or just a new normal. There's a lot of... I'm not really worried though, but there's a lot of um, thoughts out there on that. I, uh, I have hope that this will, you know end soon or that we'll all stay safe and I I pray for those that have contracted the virus or have family members or they either have it or you know don't have can't go to work because of it Not it's hard but you know I have hope that you know God will provide and we'll get we'll get through this I find myself, I hate, I've always hated the news, but I find myself waking up in the morning and listening to NPR or going upstairs and watching the local news with my dad. You know, seeing what's going on in the world. And it's just, it's a weird time right now. I, I technically was alive during 9-11. I don't remember any of it. I was two years old. Um, I remember when they went in for Bin Laden, and I remember the different, uh, things with North Korea and, um, Afghanistan and just different things, but I remember when the swine flew and the bird flew, but I don't know if it's just my age or if this is like my generation's like event is right now, but my head is just hard to wrap around. It's just so weird, you know? And then on top of COVID-19, recently the world's been exposed, you know, to 
with George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor, the world is being exposed to the reality that things are not as perfect here as we thought it was. And, you know, I mourn with those families. And I, I did my, you know, 2.23 miles for the I Run with Ahmad, and we did our silence here. And I, you know, I'm trying to stay updated and keep myself um, in the know of what's going on, you know, watching on Facebook my friends and what they're saying and looking at the different opinions. But I, there's just so much injustice and division right now to extents I've never seen ever. And, you know, I pray and, you know, I have hope that um, the Bible says we should mourn with those who mourn, and we do, but also that we as Christians, we don't mourn as those who have no hope. We have hope in Jesus, and when I read uh, Revelation 21, I see the new heaven and earth, and I wait for those days where Jesus comes and he's going to wipe every tear But I also, uh, one of my friends shared that it's our responsibility to, you know, that our hearts break and we are sad when, for the same things that God would be sad for. And I just, I keep thinking about how sad it must be for him to look at his creation, the people made in his image, the people that Jesus prayed for unity that was one of his big prayers and one of his big, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. That's the greatest commandment. Faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Paul says that you can be the greatest person ever with the best speeches and the best ideals and the best actions. But without love, you're nothing. And then you see this, and it's just, there's so much hate. And it's not okay, and it's not right. It's, it's a weird time, guys. And I don't have the words to say, and I will never understand the situation as well as others do. And I will never be a part, you know, of the community that's directly affected by this situation. But I think it's important that we dialogue on it and that we talk about it with our families and our friends, you know, and we really think about what we say and what we post and what we do because of this. Um, I've seen a lot of division, not even over the same um, aspect, but with some really dear, dear friends of mine. Uh, just misunderstandings and division there and it turns out in hate and the world needs healing and I know that the it will never be perfect until the new heaven and new earth and there will always be struggles but it's crazy
other things on my mind, because we still got about 30 minutes to go. Um, I've been thinking a lot about I don't know. That's what I've been talking about. So lots, of, a lot of what's been on my mind. I miss my friends, and I I can't wait until I go back. I love my family to death. I love my mom and my dad and my grandparents. And I hope I, you know, said that earlier. But there's something so much so special about being at college and being with, you know, people my age and peers and being with them. And so I actually go back to Boise on the 14th of June for, uh, camp rep training and we have training from the 15th to the 16th I'll live on campus and then uh, through the 19th and I'll live on campus and then we start you know our pre-sending out and our you know our camp rep weeks and we go out to different places and then we do that until around August 14th and then the new school year starts, but I can't wait. I can't wait for the 14th because I miss my friends so much. And I can't wait to dialogue with them and, you know, not be in my room at 12, 12 at night recording a podcast by myself, but to be able to talk to people, to people, you know. We got an early summer this year, and I put that in quotation marks again, because of COVID-19, and I didn't get to say a lot of the goodbyes I wanted to, and I, I've, COVID-19's affected me. I live in a very rural community. We have, like, 12 cases. It's not bad at all, and, you know, I'm not... I didn't graduate, so it's not, my graduation wasn't taken. There's, COVID-19's took it a lot from a lot of people, and I don't claim to be that it's taken more from me or anything from me, really. But it's me, it's put perspective in, you know, I ain't get to say goodbye to a lot of my friends. Some which will graduate, and I won't probably see them again for, or at least for a long time. Um, it's, yeah. Anyway, but I'm so excited <laughs> to start camp prepping and be back on on campus, even though it's new new rules and different things. One thing COVID-19 has given me time to do is to really figure out who I am and, you know, what I want to do with my life, or who I want to, you know, if I want to be, you know, what role model I want to be, what I want to do, 
that way. It's given me a lot of time to think on, you know, where I came from. Uh, I always grew up in a Christian home. My dad's been a pastor almost all of my life for a little while. He was um, a factory worker and he fabricated fur furniture. Um, but for most, for all I can remember, he's always been a pastor and worked at the church. Um, I grew up in a very Christian family with two sisters, a mom and a dad. A smattering of dogs. Right now we have two. In the past we've had one, but we've had several different dogs over our years. A couple cats. <laughs> and, you know, I grew up, I started off in, right where I am now in Vail, Oregon. I was born in Ontario, right outside of Vail. I moved to Buell. Was there until I was like, four or five years old, moved to Roseburg, Oregon, a little bit, the biggest city I've probably ever lived in, and I say big city with quotations, because it's not, not huge, at Roseburg, I went from kindergarten until eighth grade, in the middle of eighth grade year, my dad got a job in Vail again, and so we moved back to Vail, but eighth grade, I did high school, in Vail, got really involved in FFA, um, kind of started making me who I was there, you know, doing speech classes and drama, um, we did Ag Issues, which is an FFA event where you write a script and act out a play based on an issue in agriculture, and you use the play to inform the audience that way. I moved up to FFA leadership, was president my senior year, um, served that, uh, had a, I had a hard time picking which college I was going to go to, uh, all my life I thought I was going to go to Boise Bible College, it's where my dad went, it's where my dad's dad went, it's where my great uncle went, it's where my mom went, you know, I had big family history there, and I wanted I really, really had a desire to serve God, but as I was in high school, I did some teaching internships, and I thought, oh, maybe I want to be an elementary school teacher, and maybe BBC wouldn't, you know, wouldn't have the best education there, and so I wavered back and forth, but I ended up going to Boise Bible for one year. I was going to do the year Bible certificate, because I believe that no matter who you are, um, as a Christian, we need to know the Bible, and I was going to use my Bible certificate to, no matter what I did in the future, be able to use as a foundation for myself to, uh, be a positive influence and role model on those around me and show Christ. And as I fell in love with BBC and the people there, I changed to a preaching degree. And from a preaching degree, I rethought and changed into an intercultural studies degree. And that's where I'm at now. I decided about halfway through the year to 
go to BBC for four years to get a Bachelor of Science uh, in Intercultural Studies. Um, I've been learning a ton, and through you guys, I've heard us talk to Danny Herod on the podcast, but he's the Intercultural Studies professor, and he's so, so good, and has taught us so much, and just both about the Bible and about missions, but about how to be a person who cares about people in other cultures and a person that cares about what's going on in the world. Um, but yeah, no, I decided to go to BBC full-time for four years. I, I graduated with my Bible certificate last year and went back, um, graduated, <laughs> But, I mean, I got the certificate, and I went on the stage and stuff, so... But, uh, we went back, and... Been loving it ever since, and learning a bunch, and... Technically, I'm studying, uh, what... Would be more known as missions than intercultural studies. Um... I don't know if I'll do overseas missions, or... If I'll do short-term missions or long-term missions. I know I went on my first mission to the Philippines. And I think I've talked about that on the podcast. Uh, but that was good. Um, it was eye-opening and a blessing. But I was able to, you know, do that. And I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do after... BBC, I know I want to be doing, you know, whatever God has laid out for me, I want to be in ministry of some type, I want to be able to use my education to further God's kingdom, um, sometimes I wonder if I am bad luck. About midway through high school, sophomore year, uh, I developed a large pain in my back, and it went down my leg, and it was, it wasn't debilitating, but it was enough that it was an issue, and so we went to the doctor, and at first he didn't know what it was, and so we did some tests and different things, and then they thought it was muscular dystrophy. Which is a type of like autoimmune disease that um, your muscles like degrade, and from that they sent us to a muscle muscle dystrophy clinic who said, "Hey, you don't have muscle dystrophy." Who sent us to the spine institute of Boise? Who said, "Well, maybe it's something wrong with your spine that you're having back pain," and sent me um, from there out to. Shriners and Shriners said I had um, a tethered spinal cord and that was pushing on my nerves. And then on our way home from Shriners in uh, Portland, we got to about Multnomah Falls area, so about like an hour out of Portland. They called and said, Actually, you don't have that. And then there was doctors that said, Yeah, I have a bulge disc and it's pressing on the nerve. and Doctors said it would help with physical therapy and not anything really help. 
um, until I did a little bit more physical therapy and, uh, maybe it was a bulge disc and we were just able to suck it back in, I don't know, but I was passed between doctor, doctor, doctor all throughout high school. And I get out of high school and, you know, I went to, I started to go to Boise Bible College and my car I had, the power steering went out, out on it and then um, it just stopped running. And so I got a new car, Toyota Camry, and I was happy with it. I went to college and, um, you know, I, I did pretty well for a little while. You know, most of my first year of college was, you know, really, really good. I'm not thinking of any big tragedies right now. There probably was some. I don't know. I'm kind of an unlucky person. But I started out my uh, my sophomore year. I got rear-ended in my Toyota Camry that was not really even a year old. Um was toast and so I uh, God blessed me with a Hyundai Sonata um, and that's the car I'm driving now but after I was uh, rear-ended and had my car um, totaled and the guy kinda did a hit and run but not really because we ended up getting his information uh, life went on, and I went to the International Conference on Missions in, uh, Kansas City, Missouri, and I ended up leaving my wallet on the plane, and I told you guys that story on the podcast. It was kind of embarrassing, and everyone kind of pitied me and laughed at me, and I deserved the people laughing at me, but it was also very stressful. So, that was uh, not fun. And then I was able to do the test that said, hey, I am who I say I am, and be able to get on the plane. But then as I was in line to get on the plane, they said, actually, your test went wrong, and I had to do a second test as I entered the airport, and I almost missed my plane, so that was fun. And then uh, I went to a mission conference, and I ended up locking the keys. So the, the school gave us a car to go to this mission conference. I ended up locking the keys of the car in the trunk of the car, which is something that I've done several times. I need to stop doing it, but I end up, you know, getting something out of the car, putting the keys in the trunk, getting what I need out of the trunk, and then closing it. We had to call AAA and stay up until like midnight to uh, do that. And then we went to the Philippines and I kept my wallet on me. I kept my passport on me. I kept my money. None of that got stolen. But on, you know, and you know, that all went well. But on our last day, um, if you've been paying attention to the news this year, uh, the Tall Volcano, T-A-A-L Volcano, erupted in the Philippines. And 
closed down all the airports, and so we were quote-unquote stranded. It was the middle of winter, so it was, it was paradise. Oh, it was so nice, and we got to, you know, hang out with the friends we'd made. But um, school was starting, and we might have missed the first day of school, but, uh, you know, God provided, and we got on a plane, and we had to spend a little bit extra money, but we ended up getting on a plane and getting out of there. Yeah, and from there, you know, COVID-19 happened. Um, we were all kicked out of the, off campus, and I said kicked with uh, quotation marks because the school didn't have any choice. But it's been a wild year. And there's probably more things, and I, I know I'm bad luck, so who's ever around me, you know, watch out. But it's it was it's been wild. But God's led us through it, and I I believe that God's going to keep leading through COVID and the situation in the world right now, and on and on and on. And so I'm putting my trust in Him. He hasn't failed me before, and I don't think He'll fail soon. No. We are getting to the point where I am getting really tired because it's almost 12.30. But because it's almost 12.30, we only have a couple more minutes together, roomies. I, that's what I'm going to call you guys now. I was like trying to figure out what, what to call the people who listen to Room 107, No Girls Allowed. Uh, besides just listeners or people out there, you know. We're going to call you roomies. I like the name roomies. You know, because we're a dorm room of roommates making a podcast. So yeah, well, thank you guys for listening. Um, sorry my co-hosts weren't here and you had to deal with me just figuring out my life. But I appreciate you guys. I don't think there's anything more important in this moment than our conversation right now because it's not where 100% of my attention is and I, I enjoyed it. I hope you have a good day, night, evening, whenever you're listening to this. I hope that you will go out, you know, with a smile. A contagious smile that will make others smile. And you'll spread joy. Well. I will be signing off now. And going to bed. But. Yeah. Keep trusting God. He's got this. He's been faithful before. He'll be faithful to continue. I'll be praying for you guys. Dylan. Signing out. Thank you.